What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. For God's sake, soft hands. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Day Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back after just a short hiatus. Um, a lot to unpack. We asked some questions um, on Twitter and on the previous episode we did about um, after credit scenes, and we got more response to this than probably anything else I think we've ever asked about. So, a lot Yeah, to we un- got six responses. <laughs> There's a big one. A lot to unpack here, but first, let's go to Kevin's Kin Token Investment, December 2016. Kevin invests 300 dollars. I think it was more like 340 dollars in the cryptocurrency Kin Token. Dropped down to like a dollar something, but it's been on a steady rise. I think last time we were at four dollars something. So, Kevin, uh, do we have an update? Uh, yes, uh, banner banner few weeks. We're uh, up to six dollars and forty six cents. Wow! Ooh, better sell. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race, my friend. We're we're on the rise. This is exciting, exciting times for that. And then just one thing to look ahead. Should I drop the guest? Should I drop the guest name or should I keep it a mystery here? Um, well, why don't you tell people what you're even talking about? Well, we're going to have a guest coming up and I'm going to solicit quack questions. Should I keep the guest oh. a surprise? No, nah, drop, drop the guest so we can get some good quack questions. All right. We're going to have uh, Maria, the Iceland lady. She's coming on the pod, scheduled to come on the pod. So if you got a question for her, you know where to find us. At QuackTechPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod, or through email. Just go to QuackTechPod.com and hit the Contact Us button. And, uh, yeah, ask your question to Maria. Uh, we'll, we'll pick at least one. Sometimes we pick a couple. So get it on there. And, uh, yeah, that to look forward to possibly next week um, if all things work out well. So exciting times here. But let's move on to the topic at hand, as I mentioned. A lot of after credit scenes to get to here. Um, is there any basis? Like, what makes a good after credit scene to you guys? Uh, I, I think um, for me, it's probably it's it's like quick and snappy. Um, like, I, th- I think that's the great thing about like all the Marvel ones is like it's just like a little little teaser. You know, or just like something, just a, a brief funny moment that's memorable. Uh, so I think they do a pretty good job of those. But the extended ones, I don't know. I, I think those can get a little bit much. Yeah. So I guess Marvel is kind of like the, uh, you know, I don't want to know if gold standard is the right phrase, but for after credit scenes, but it's because they have the huge universe where they've got, you know, two dozen movies. So essentially they're always teasing toward movies. Um, but when I think at like the best after credit scene, I almost like harken back to bloopers. Mm. And if you look at like the rush hour two bloopers are probably mm. like the funniest I've ever seen. Oh yeah. I um, love those. Mike, you're going to have to put a link to the rush hours two show notes. Okay. Um, or in the show notes. Yeah. I'll definitely put that in the show notes. The reason I ask is because 
there's a lot a lot of varying um ideas about these after credit scenes and a lot of people um giving a lot away in these after credit scenes. I don't know how I feel about it. Um so let's take a look at some of these. So um, Did anybody did anybody act them out and send in a video? No. They did not. Um I will Lazy. say Lazy. If people vote on their best one, maybe we'll act them out. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we raise money for something, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great. Um, Yeah, there wasn't really um anybody. And there's no video, really, at all. There's one long email that I got from Brian. But everyone else was mostly on Twitter. Um, uh, I'll start with Chef JoJo at I am Chef Jojo, just because he had another person think this was actually part of a scene that in the Mighty Ducks. So he says, end of D2, on the plane ride back to Minnesota, the Ducks find out that the NHL has just named its new franchise the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. He says this is also in the novel, so maybe that's where the confusion is. Um, mm. So, yeah, I guess not really an after credit scene. He's just sort of stealing from the novel, but... Still, not bad. Not bad start. That's um, pretty good. Uh, at Joe Dighton says, after these two, we see Coach Bombay headed to Eden Hall to pitch Dean Buckley his vision for next year's freshman hockey team. Mm. I think that'd be a good post-credit D2 one because, again, it kind of goes into, hey, there's going to be a third one of these. We're going to have a trilogy. Yeah. Um. But I guess it wasn't written before then. Like they did not know there was going to be a D three when D two was ongoing. But and I guess in that in that scenario too, the premise would be that the plan was for Bombay to coach them. Yeah. There, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit of a misdirection there. Where you're like, oh, Bombay's coaching, and then right away he goes and leaves. So I don't know if that's that's allowed in these after credit scenes or not. But. So in terms of like taking the Marvel route of where you kind of tease to something, I can't remember which movie like Thanos was first teased in, but it was an after credit scene scene for something. And if you wanted to do what you could do at the end of D1 is you just see maybe like a, a team kind of like running lines and they're all dressed in black and it just kind of like scrolls up and you see the Iceland flag and that's it. Mm. or something like that yeah. so really like a good teaser of like the next villain if you will and uh but again with the marvel because it's a universe there's nods to like the comic book so people will understand it if you had that at the end of d1 you'd be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh sticking with the d2 theme here end of d2 this is from at paul m franzen End of D2, we see Gunnerstall filling out an application for Eden Hall. So I guess mm. they're going with the, the witness protection route. He's like, wait. What, all right, what's your name? Uh, Scooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, so I had one in my mind that uh, it's like a, mont- like a, a scene of like Gunnerstall stripping off his like regular pads and putting on goalie pads and like starting to like practice and like take shots like mm. in the dark, like by himself, you know? <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. He's like looking at a picture of Julie the cat or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. And then it, he, he could have a line where you realize he doesn't have an accent at all um, <laughs> to go with it. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the last D2 one from Brian. It says, uh, 
Wolf the dentist stance and walks despondently through Rodea Drive after he lost it for himself. He leans against the car to collect his thoughts. And then the car, the same car the ducks leaned up against earlier in the movie, beeps at him to step back from the vehicle. <laughs> I like that because it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Just a little, a little nod there. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. Let's see. Um, D1. I, I do like this one from at WTR Popcorn. Uh, this is, I'm assuming this is under D1. He says, Tibble's leaving the Hawks game, calling the Hendricks marketing department with his idea for the Goodwill games. So, that's a good one. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, we, we got a coach or something like that. Um, let's see. Um, this one, uh, D1, this one's just a little wholesome. Uh, Jim V26, the Ducks visiting Banks in the hospital with the championship trophies. Uh, and they get him a cake that says cake eater or something like that. You get the first piece. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just bring it all around. Uh, at Cat S. Heath, at the end of D1, Bombay is approached by guys in USA jackets. They hand a roster to Bombay and start violently crossing off Carp, Duncans, and Terry. <laughs> Bombay nods slowly, fade out to the Iceland coach, leaving the ring, collar flipped up. So, yeah, I don't think you even need the Iceland coach there. I think you just yeah. <laughs> you just start violently crossing names off the list. I like that. Because then you have a little mystery, like, what's happening? Are these guys being killed or what? Um, Let's see. Do we have any other D1s? We've got a lot of D3s. A lot of D3s. Uh, D1, Brian again. Lewis, this one, this one, I don't know, kind of extreme. Lewis, the chauffeur, sitting in his limo, rocking out to Grand Funk Railroad, playing the drums on his steering wheel. And then the camera pans back to see his limo crash through the ice into the pond. R.I.P. Lewis. Why? <laughs> yeah, they're just killing him off for no, no reason. But I guess that gets rid of a question of, like, whatever happened to Lewis. But... Um, let's see. I think the rest, this one's kind of a, this one I think was intended for D1, but there's a little, there's a little adding on here from Hershey with A underscore B. So the original one comes from at M underscore parent. He says, Riley, Riley alone in a bar, staring deep into his scotch, sees delusions of ducks in the glass. He starts quacking. Cut to him, institutionally committed in a straitjacket. He murmurs, <laughs> quack, then louder and louder. Cut to black, slow fade text, directed by Stephen Herrick. And then Hershey with A underscore B added on the twist. This comes at the end of D3. Wait, who is the one who's in the... The institution? Riley. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So th this kind of has some shades of uh, of Batman... For uh, is it Batman Forever? Oh, with Jim um, Carrey as yeah, uh, yeah. Where he's like committed at the end, and he's like, "I know who the Batman is." He's like, "I am the Batman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. And then like some of these, this one as we go to D three, this one sort of like I don't like the ones that sort of twist everything on their head, but this one was uh pretty well thought out, so I kept it. In, in wanting to get your opinion. Um, at 28 underscore 8 KBP, KPBS tweets says uh, Bombay P 
paying Orion and Cass as Orion's daughter stands up out of the wheelchair and begins to run around. The Aldeans now realizes they're all ruse to convince Conway to rejoin the team. We also see St- Tibble standing nearby in approval as his investment is now protected again. And then he talks about a D4 plot with Tibbles and Hendricks selling the ducks to a Vegas casino owner who t- wants to turn the ducks into a Vegas headliner. So he's got a whole D4, uh, essentially the hockey version of the Harlem Globetrotters, he says. So, like I said, the only thing I don't like about that is, is you're taking away from everything you just watched and sort of turning it. Yeah, but I, I love a good conspiracy theory, so I like that one. <laughs> Uh, uh, at Mr. David Brito, another wholesome one. At the end of D3, Coach O'Ryan and the Ducks eat at Goldberg's Deli. I like it. Just to close it off, everyone's happy to get together. I, yeah, I think you can have uh, like someone start sniffing. Like they all start sniffing and they'll look at Goldberg. And before they could be like, Goldberg, it's just like they all take in a deep breath, like they're about to yell at him, and then it goes to credits again. Nice. Well, I was also thinking like Goldberg could bring over like a tray of like 10 sandwiches to Julie the Cat, and she's like, Not today, Goldberg. Or not this time, <laughs> Goldberg, you know. I do like that. Um, kind of the similar to the, well, I guess similar in a sense that it, it turns everything. Uh, at totally underscore offside, Julie the Cat is talking to Scooter after everyone has left the final game in D3. In an Iceland accent, Scooter says, did they suspect anything? Julie responds, no, I think we're home free, Gunner. And then they drive off in a Ferrari. <laughs> I like the entirely unnecessary last part. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were planning or what they were plotting, <laughs> but um, yeah. A lot to think about there. I would be confused. I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, that that would be a bit much. Because I guess the premise there would be Julie didn't think they could beat Varsity, so she enlisted Gunnar Stahl as a sleeper cell. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah, and I guess Gunner Gunner slash Scooter let Goldberg score at the end. But I don't know what the, what the benefit to both of them would be. Yeah. I don't know. A lot to unpack there. Um, there's, there's quite a few that were like, uh, you know, where are they now montages and stuff like that. Um, this one's good. This one, uh, might be one of my favorite. This one comes from at skinny fat dad hat. Excellent name. Says D3. Jesse Hall is unpacking boxes in a new house. Finds his unopened Eden Hall scholarship and asks his dad, what the hell is this? I like that. Yeah. That one's strong. Yeah, I, I think like any like end of D three montage. I guess you could do a D two too, but um, like where it like cuts to like Carp and Tommy or something, and they're just like you know derelict and you know like just down on their luck or something, and just like reminiscing about the about the old times. Like I, I feel like something like that could work. Like yeah. at the end of Dodgeball, where you've got a really fat white Goodman. Like fucking Chuck Norris, like I won that. Fucking, fucking Chuck Norris. Well, yeah, that that sort of goes back to Brill's original idea for a, a D four, where he, I think it was Brill or, or somebody. There was a D four floated that it was like Bombay's funeral, and that the Ducks had all gotten together, and they were like older now and drinking at a bar, and then they it like cuts back and forth between present day and then their like memories of the Ducks and stuff like that. So, uh, kind of a similar deal there. 
uh, at Invisible Rose D three Connie goes to see Guy in the hospital because he takes a brutal brutal fall and they never mention it again, which is an excellent point. Guy leaves that game and then there's no sort of follow up or anything. Uh, she apologizes for being an ass all season and he forgives her because of the original they're the original OTP. Uh, I looked up OTP. It's like one true pair. That's what it is. Um, let's see. Two more here. This one's good. Um, at Hank Lichtendorf, he says, D3, it's just before dawn and steam is coming from Gordon's heavy breath. He stabs a shovel into a mound of dirt and falls into it, or falls to his knees. Suddenly, a hand desperately grasps his forearm. We see Hans's pained face crack into a grin. They always fall for that. Did you get the check? So I guess it's they faked Hans's death so Bombay could get a lawyer fee for restoring the scholarships. I don't know. A lot of questions there. And then one final one. Um, it's three years later, and the Ducks are backstage at their high school graduation, dressed in cap and gown. Orion calls the Ducks over and tells them he has a surprise for them. It's Bombay. The Ducks, Orion, and Bombay put their hands in the middle and do one last round of quack, quack, quack before taking the stage. As they raise their arms and shout, Go Ducks, the scene and series fades to black. There you go. That would be a good, like, succinct ending yeah yeah it's like an epilogue I, yeah. I like the idea of having something with graduation um and maybe you could even have something like carp shows up and he graduates it's like carp is like yeah I've, I've been here the whole time like <laughs> he's like the salutatorian or some shit yeah <laughs> he's just not on the team oh, uh, and you could also have something like it's like man i wish banks was here and it's like yeah but he's crushing juniors or something like that you know yeah i think you have to end um so one thing about D3 that I, I was really disappointed in the first time I saw it is they did not do like a We Are the Champions scene like at the end, you know, where the, they were camping out or whatever. Well, and they weren't the champions of anything. They were the champions of Eden Hall, of which is scrimmage. Yeah. A, yeah. of a hockey power. <laughs> um, or there was no like, um, like them camping out thing. So you could have probably had a, maybe Charlie's got a little band, like they finish up a Pantera cover and then they start playing We Are the Champions. I don't think Disney was itching to get a Pantera song into. <laughs> it's, I was. I've been thinking about this. It's like, why the fuck did they pick Pantera? <laughs> Out of everything, yeah. And it's like, and like, n not appropriate at all for a Disney movie. And I mean, the fucking guitarist is Dimebag Daryl, and <laughs> we need to, Mike. I don't know if you still have contact information for the the writer who wrote D three, but. See if we can get that question into him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll reach or out. Or maybe, like, maybe Charlie liked Pantera. He's like, oh, I want to just ask about Pantera here. Maybe yeah. Disney owned the rights to Pantera's catalog or something. They, yeah, yeah, they they're going to uh, do a Cowboys like, We can't hell. play a song, but we would like other people to buy their record. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a question for another day. Um, any any favorites here out of the, the user-submitted ones? I, I like the absurdity of the Gunner Stahl secret agent kind of one. Um, I like I like the, the the kind of finality of that last deep re one that you read. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like I like Gunner like 
uh, filling out like an Eden Hall application. Yeah, that's good too. I, I like the ones that have, have a nod to the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did like the Jesse Hall scholarship one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but it might have been um, like I feel like D3, you do need something where like it's all they're eating at Goldberg's Deli or they're at graduation or something to really finish the series. Unless you're unless you're somehow trying I mean if we if we're doing this we could we could do a nod to the TV series 20 years later somehow. <laughs> but um yeah. Uh do you guys have any after credit scenes that you want to throw out there that we haven't talked about before we take a break and do the quiet question here? I don't think I have any other than the ones that I already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, at least not off the top of my head. Um I do like the Goldberg Deli idea though. I I think um so I have two one is maybe at the end of D1 you've got like you you can do some kind of like scouting thing where it's like maybe you see like you know an ex- like you see like the the shoes of an executive walking like on the ice and then you see in the distance someone with a cowboy hat with like a, a rope or something like that or a lasso so some kind of like also that would be very confusing <laughs> right right <laughs> Um, this is assuming if they were to remake things, if they ever remake, like you could do this as, a, as an after credit sing at the TV show, maybe like at the end of season one, maybe you see whoever the the coach is like approaching like an old duck, mm-hmm. like a, uh, like a Dwayne. And so we could actually, maybe we could see some of these. Oh. So we'll, uh, we'll send a list to Brill. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the other one, shit, I just had it in my head. Um, Sorry. Well, oh no, no, no. Something at the end of D three with Cole, where he like um, maybe he's either like traumatized from being tied up, or maybe now he's like a rancher or something like that. Oh he, yeah. Like, he's like now like a, a bullfighter or not a bullfighter, a uh, a bull rider. Like he and Dwayne are running a ranch together. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a prequel to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That took a turn. Um, yeah, I do like that. I do like just a little funny scene on the end there. Um, yeah, I think the D one where like we sort of tease to D two, and maybe it, maybe it's not Tibbles who comes over or anything, but it's it's Hans like calls and says, "Yeah, we've got a coach or something like that," and you're like, "Oh, who's Hans talking to?" But I, I like all of this. You guys can continue to send ideas. We'll keep we'll keep keep the conversation going on Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff. So let's take a short break and then we'll come back with the quack question. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back. You ask us questions on Facebook, through Twitter, through email. We pick the best ones. Try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quiet question today? Uh, Today's quiet question comes from John Hodge, who's at Highway Hodge. Uh, And the question is, Goldberg gets injured in D1, which means another member of the Ducks needs to play goalie. Who would do the best job and who would do the worst? Hmm. Good question. I think... It's tough because, like, on a youth standpoint, they just put the fattest kid in goal. 
So it's not like, oh, this kid's a great athlete. Maybe he would do better. So, I mean, best, you would you would never put Banks in goal. Would Charlie go in goal? Maybe Charlie, That's maybe that's Charlie's true calling. Going in goal there. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to trust, like, uh, it's like Carp or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the yeah the easy answer for the best would be Adam Banks. Just, but I mean, you're not going to do that. Exactly. Um, I could argue that, like maybe Terry or not Terry. Uh, yeah, Terry. He wants to get out of Jesse's spot, like mm. out of his shadow a I little do bit. Like that. Yeah, maybe he good. raises his hand, and he's kind of small. So I mean, maybe he's like, "This is my chance to prove myself." I'd also see them being like, "Like, all right, let's give Carp a chance." And they pull him after like three minutes. Be like, that was the worst idea we ever had. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I have another idea. Uh, Tammy Duncan. I was thinking Tammy because as well. she's like super. She would be like super flexible and stuff from like being uh, uh, like doing uh, like figure, figure skating, skating and all that. Yeah. I think I, I I think that's my answer. I think it's Tammy Duncan. I like that too. She's tall, so yeah, takes up more than that. She's a pretty good athlete. She's good on her skates, figure skater, good on her edges. Um, that's a good sort of underrated pick there. I, well, and I think she's kind of fiery too. And like, at least as they're portrayed in the movies, goalies kind of seem to have that kind of streak to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to be focused, which like, as we've talked about, I don't think would go well with Carp or Peter Mark because like when the play's on the other side of the ice you still got to be focused and, and be ready for it to come your way where they could get confused there yeah. so yeah so the worst would be Carp I, I would say yeah or Tommy Duncan just because he's so small yeah I think Tommy would be better than Carp I think Tommy would try I don't think yeah. Carp, Carp would get in his head, like if he let in a goal, I feel like it, that would affect his play. And, going and on. he would start blaming everybody else, and everybody would turn on him. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yet again, Carp, uh, tough. Yeah, I think t- Tommy's Tommy wants to play hockey. He wants to be part of the team, so I think he would at least give a good effort there. Although he doesn't have the physical traits, maybe that his yeah his sister has. Um, yeah, I like Tammy Duncan, Tommy. Thoughts on Tammy Duncan? I think Tammy Duncan would be pretty good. Um, I think she probably really digs the uh, the aspect of being able to score goals, though. Mm. Um, so I could also see Tommy Duncan maybe raising his hand. Um, he's also very little, though, so he, he might just, like, hey, sorry, it doesn't work. Um, but I, I kind of like my original, like, I think Terry raises his hand and they go with Terry and... Um, you know the Oreo line is um, dissolved, but I think uh, I think it's for the greater good. Yeah, that's a good one. Anybody who's sort of in the shadows, that is a good point. That they this is their opportunity to step out. So yeah, Terry's a, a little bigger than Tommy. Wants to play, uh, wants to make Jesse and his dad proud. I like that as well. So um, yeah, Tammy or Terry is our answer, and the worst is Carp. Anybody else? Anybody Anybody else we need to lump in with Carp there? Not necessarily Carp, but I could see Connie kind of raising her hand and saying, hey, if you don't have anyone, I'm a team player. I will do it. Um, and just because she's kind of like an all-around player. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you're you're obviously you're losing a strong skater, but you're getting someone who could potentially be strong in goal. Um, other worse, I, 
I'm not so sure so sure Charlie would be any good at it. Um, D1 Charlie. Um, That's I think true. We, we agree that Carp would be really bad. Um, I think Averman would. He's like always got the feel of like ADD. Um, I think he would be bad. Like he would be the one like in D3 where Julia Cash is kind of like singing and stuff. Like Averman would be doing that. <laughs> or maybe he'd try to do like a highlight reel save and just keeps getting beat. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you do bring up a good point about Charlie. I don't know if he has the, the mental capacity like we were talking about with Carp where he would get mad if he, after he let in goal and couldn't let it go. I feel like Charlie would be the same way, spaz way there. So, uh, yeah, interesting question. I like this question. Um, anything else? I think we solved it, more or less. I agree. I agree. So for us, you know where to find us, thequacktech.com. Go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your after credit scene. If you, if you did not make the show, tell us your after credit scene. Um, go to the shop. Get your gear. We, uh, Anthony, by the way, Anthony. Uh, duck call to Anthony. Where is it? He is the first. He was the first one to buy a mask. So duck call to Anthony. <laughs> and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Ducks fly. Ain't no turning back. Got to be-